With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Cranking up the heat. Welcome in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere in partnership as our fresh takes are right out of the water. They are. I'm telling you. Coast to coast, border to border and beyond on the vast and deafeningly powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the puff, the cream puff of the overnight, kind of like the Celtics in the third quarter, a nice cream puff. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And our lead to begin the flight on the red eye overnight here comes from Pro Bouncy Ball. It is the time of the year, the month of May, and we talk a lot of playoff basketball. Eastern Conference Final. Boston the scene. Game one. You check this out. Jimmy Buckets and the upstart heat. Surviving the playing tournament, knocking out the Bucks, taking down the Knicks. Now trying to stop Jason Tatum and the Celtics. In game one, Boston riding high. Everyone across the NBA media has taken turns 
smooching the derriere of Jason Tatum. And what would he do for a follow-up? So if you didn't see the game, uh, you did not miss a classic. This was not a classic. The Celtics played pretty well in the first half. They had a double-digit lead. And then they had to play the rest of the game. Jimmy Butler scoring 12 of his 35 points during a third-quarter tidal wave as Miami. They win, dominating the second half. They never trailed in the fourth quarter of the game. They win by seven in the lid lifter, so the Heat get home court advantage just like that. Presto! And so now the Celtics will have to win at least the game. At least the game in South Florida. And Miami three wins away from going to the NBA Finals uh, again. But the better story is in the losing locker room. That's where the drama is. That's where the emotion the raw emotion resides. And I I know this firsthand. Uh, Did I play in the NBA? No. But I did spend a lot of time early in my career in locker rooms, and I recall the team that won had the tunes blasting, and the team that lost, it was like you were hanging out at a morgue. All right, so the question here, who gets the biggest slice of the Boston Blame Cream Pie? It's a special special, uh, item. Not most people have that. Most people don't have that, but uh, we have it here. Who gets the biggest slice of the Boston Blame cream pie? So I've got Alpha Charlie, Ron Burgundy, and Yogiism. And we will combine all of these things together, and we are going to make a nice migraine, which is what the Celtics, you would think they would have a migraine after this performance in the third quarter. So we'll... We'll put all of these things together. So, A, I immediately point the finger at Jason Tatum. And the Tatum giveth and the Tatum taketh away. I think I read that in a a scripture back in the day. But anyway, listen, uh, Jason Tatum had his coming out party. I thought they were in the NBA Finals last year, Boston. But based on the NBA media reaction, Jason Tatum, the fourth quarter in game six in Philly, when he was horrific for the first three quarters, and then the Game 7 51-point spot that he put up against Doc Rivers, Jason Tatum and the Sixers, well, now he's arrived. He's, he's like a dog marking his territory. And he's, he's here, and now just watch him go. And so what did Jason Tatum do? He uh, followed that up with, I would call this a crawl-under-a-rock situation. Now, let me point out, this is an unpopular opinion, much like we talked about in the Western Conference Finals Game 1 where Anthony Davis had all these points and 10 rebounds and he was a 40-10 game, and it was like, oh, it was great. Well, no, he got outplayed by, badly outplayed by the, the opposing team's center in Nikola Jokic, the joke. It was such a joking performance. It was ridiculous, but... You know, the, the low information observers like, oh, you know, Anthony Davis was great. And the same thing's happening here. It's like, well, if you just read the box score, what's what's to complain about? Ah, oh, you're just being you're you're being blowhard Benny criticizing Tatum. Well, Tatum did have 30 points and seven rebounds. However, however, what more do you expect him to do? Right? That's the argument. The answer is a lot more. Uh, Jason Tatum just called himself one of the best players in the world last week, which is a douche canoe move to make when you do that. He does have a nice resume. There are a lot of blind spots, and all those blind spots vanish over the course of time. You don't remember the bad stuff. You remember 
the good stuff. That's normally how that works. But this was an ulcer-inducing performance, even with 30 points and seven rebounds. And Tatum, you got it. You got to do better. You got to be better. This is a Alpha Charlie type performance here, where you need a, a, a chewing out. You need your yourself ripped apart by somebody. I don't know who's going to be the person to do it. But forget Alpha Charlie. How about Charlie Manson? This was a a helter skelter type of playoff for Tatum, and it is appropriate that he is the face of the Ruffle brand of potato chips because Jason Tatum. You know how those ruffles, they got a lot of folds in the potato chip? That's their secret. They got the fold. Well, Jason Tatum's got a lot of folds. He's like up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down, just like a ruffles potato chip. It's appropriate that he's on the face of the, the, the potato chip. Now, Tatum, the main argument, there's two main arguments with Tatum. Uh, he did not forcefully demand the ball in the fourth quarter. He had six points, but all of them from the foul line. And there was that stretch 90 seconds of hell, three consecutive times down for the Celtics, turnover, 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 all at the hands of Jason Tatum. He had two of them on traveling calls. You know how blatant, how blatant you have to to run with the ball to get called for traveling if you're a star player in the NBA? But all of that happened in 90 seconds or so. He dragged his pivot foot. It's an obvious call. An obvious call. And no field goal attempts. And so it's it's one of those things. It's like the classic lyrics from uh, the Beastie Boys back in the day, right? You got to fight for the right to party with the ball. You got to fight for the ball. What are you doing being a decoy? All right, now page two here. What was the game-changing moment in game number one? If there is such a thing, the Heat never trailed in the fourth quarter. But much like... Game one of the Western Finals where the game was decided in the first half by the Nuggets. In this game, nothing has changed more in my lifetime than halftime adjustments unless that is just BS that sportscasters say. And the Celtics, I think, I wasn't there, and I don't think you were there either, but as far as I'm concerned, they passed out at halftime horse tranquilizers. And right there at the midpoint of the game, Joe Missoula did it, right? Let him play Joe returned. If you thought let him play Joe was gone, you are wrong. Because my man Joe Missoula, this was an all-time classic performance. I don't think coaches matter all that much, but you got to at least try. you got to at least put some effort in. So as Miami is running circles around Boston, they put up almost 50 points in the third quarter. They shot 65% from the floor. They shot even better from three-point range, dominating inside, outside, rebounds, hustle plays, you name it. So what was Boston doing on the other side? What did the coaching staff do? Well, let them play Joe. Stood there like a sign by the side of the road, and everything went by him, right? Never called the timeout. That is malfeasance. Is what that is. That's coaching malfeasance. You at least have to put a little effort in. Like, what are you doing? Like, you, you might as well buy a ticket. Like, I'm pretty sure the people sitting behind you in the front row there at the garden could have also stood up and put their hands on their on their knees and watched the team crumble. What a juxtaposition, too, because Eric Spolstra, who is a traditionalist when it comes to coaching, and and the evidence on that at this. I don't know if it was the very beginning, but it was early in the fourth quarter. The Celtics came out 
They had a little bit of a spurt, a little bit of a blast. Uh, they closed the deficit. It was like a 7 nothing run, if I remember correctly. And so what did Miami do? Timeout, 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 timeout. Uh, yeah, they went paint by numbers, Eric Spolstra, and they immediately called a timeout. Now it worked out. Miami won the game. It wasn't just one guy in the third quarter. It, everyone. Uh, Max Struess outscored Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum combined in the third quarter. He had 13 points in the quarter. Outscored Jimmy Butler as well, and five of eight. Tatum and Brown combined for 11 points in the third quarter. All right, last word here. So was this victory in Boston by the Heat because of the Heat culture? Now, I need to address this. So I would like to have an emergency meeting here among the Malamlish. The answer to the question is no, but let me explain why. This has become a pet peeve of mine. Right? Miami didn't win this game because of heat culture. They played better than Boston in the third quarter. That's all they had to do. The Celtics outscored the heat in every other corner. Every other quarter, advantage Boston, but it's you're judged by the full game, and in the third quarter, the heat vaporized the seas. It was like a cloudburst of offense, rebounds. It was They were playing at a different speed, just like in the Western Finals when Denver played at a different speed than the Lakers in game number one of that series. But by every measurable statistic we have, by the eyeball test, by the eardrum test, if you don't have eyes, you dominated in the paint, you scored second chance points, fast break points, points and all that. But as far as the heat culture, right? I love Jimmy Butler, but if this continues, I'm going to turn on Jimmy Butler. The guy plays with gumption, moxie. I love that. I've always been a fan. If you've listened to the show over the years, Butler's been all over the place. He's a basketball hobo, and uh, I've always been a supporter of his because I appreciate that. And he's he, he's different than just about everyone else in that in that particular business. But that said, all of the slobbering that I have seen by the NBA media, heat culture. You know what it does? It makes me want to puke into a bucket. Is what it does. I don't want to hear about it. Stop. It's like a modern day. Yogiism. Shout out Yogi Bear. It's too popular now. Nobody likes it anymore. Stop. Right? You're making me loathe the term heat culture. Overexposed. Calm down. The heat play hard. Wonderful. Right? But the reason, again, that they are winning is not because they play hard. It's because Jimmy Buckets is really, really good. And he's been better. Most of these games than Giannis Adentacumbo, he was as good or better than Jalen Brunson in the in the previous series, and now he's outplayed Jason Tatum in game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. But I will guarantee you, if you take Jimmy Butler off that roster and you put some random guy and you indoctrinate him in the heat culture, but he's not as good as Jimmy Butler, you're not winning. You're not winning squat. So the heat success... What it really is is an indictment. And that's the thing people understand. Like they, they're, they're so obtuse around basketball. The Heat succeeding with this approach is an indictment of the entire business model. All of these other NBA teams, almost there's a few guys, Damian Lillard, a few other guys that play hard all the time. But the Heat have gained notoriety, and the term Heat culture has become a popular term simply by showing perseverance. 
Think about that for a second. Think about what that means, that this is something that people are in awe of, the way the Miami Heat play, because it's so foreign to every other team that dabbles in the ancient art of load management and taking nights off and resting and not playing hard. It's fascinating, right? What is that about? In a league where almost everyone phones it in, right? They phone it in. You are seen as some kind of innovator, some kind of modern-day Einstein, uh, a, a great uh, a great predictor of future things. It's insane. All by hammering away. Wild to me. It's absolutely wild to me. All right, here's the Ben Maller Show. Let's get a little post-game flavor for you from the Celtics and let them play Joe, Joe Missoula. God forbid you, you call a timeout when things are going sideways. At least pretend like you're trying. Anyway, here is Joe Missoula pointing out the positive. There's a silver lining for the Celtics. And as Warner Wolf used to say, let's go to the audio tape. You know, we won three out of the four quarters. We got away from who we are in the third quarter, whether it's home or away. It's the details. It's the margins. It's the little things. Um, we've shown we can do it both home and away. And I don't think that matters as much as what our mindset is during certain stretches. The Celtics have been a, <laughs> the Celtics have been a terrible home team. They have been. Like, in the last couple of years, they they don't they have no advantage. Like they don't even pretend like they have any advantage. It's it's why you think of the old days and the, my 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 childhood thinking of the old Boston Garden watching Celtic games. And I always thought there was like a moat around the Boston Garden. And uh, I remember hearing stories it's through the eyes of a child. But I heard these stories about Red Arbach and how the, the visiting team at the Boston Garden would go to this really crappy locker room and they'd turn the heat on in the summer and they'd turn the air conditioning on in the winter and there'd be no hot water in the showers and people loathed going to play the Celtics there and they, they won pretty much every game at home and all that. And now you look at it like, eh, eh, nothing. All right, how about Jason Tatum? Uh, here is Jason Tatum, uh, Mr. Potato Chip Man. Uh, Jason Tatum here pointing out at the Celtics, uh, there's something they need to work on. Let's go to the audio tape. What is it? We got to play with more pace. Oh, you no, know, okay. Third quarter, All right. We kind of played too slow. You know, in the fourth quarter, oh. we made a couple runs. Those go hand-in-hand with getting stops and getting out in transition. So it starts on the defensive end. Just play with, you know, some more pace. Play a little bit faster. There you go. A little, a little faster. That's all you got to do. How about you try to play some defense? Maybe body-on-body, hand in the face, possibly. You know, what do I know? I didn't play in the NBA. I just do an overnight show. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. 
or maybe it's because Zinn is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zinn won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zinn. Find your Zinn online or in a store near you at zinn.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Maller here. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash SportsTireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. He's got a glass jaw, it would appear. Welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere, shoulder to shoulder, as we give a dash of flavor. Coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and unreasonably powerful microphones of FSR. We are emanating live from the machine, the vending machine of hot takes. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. So our lead coming from um, pro bouncy ball uh, again, uh, but not not the Eastern Finals. We talked about that last hour. If you missed any of it, the podcast will be up shortly after the show. A, a deep dive on Jason Tatum as he's up and down and all around for the Celtics and I got on my soapbox and complained about the media's sudden obsession with heat culture. Woohoo! Yeah. And I'm a big Jimmy Butler fan, but if this keeps up, I'm going to go rogue on Jimmy Butler and the Heat because I'm, I'm nauseated looking at this coverage that the Heat are getting. It's like everyone just repeats the same talking point over and over again. They never, they never dig any deeper. They never think about it too far. It's, it's ridiculous. Anyway, all right, so... Uh, the big scandal here is the topic du jour of the hour. And if you've not been paying attention because you actually have a life, 
and you have people that love you and you have a job and you can't pay attention to everything, I'll, I'll fill in the blanks. So it's all about the life and times of Jaw Morant. Glass Jaw Morant. He's been suspended. Where have we seen that before? Suspended from the Grizzlies, which is always hilarious. It's like suspending a teacher during summer from their job. So John Morant suspended by the Grizzlies after what? After he said, you know what? I'm going to flash my gun again. And he did this on an Instagram live feed over the weekend. And that is now twice that he has been caught. And the person that turned him in is named John Morant. Hello? Can you say stupid is as stupid does? Uh, now, he did issue an apology. It was a rather odd apology. It happened during game one of the Western Finals, the same night of a very important draft lottery. Many people also looking at that and wondering whether or not either he had his lawyers write that or his lawyers used AI technology to write it. I don't know, but it certainly did not seem like it ever touched the mind of John Morant. Now, the commissioner, Adam Silver who is the ultimate player's commissioner. Uh, He said he was shocked by the video and is assuming the worst, he said, when discussing what kind of punishment John Morant's going to get, which is interesting considering Adam Silver has final edit on what will happen. And so this is the story. Silver also claimed he genuinely believed John Morant when they met and that famous made-for-television sit-down interview, and right before that, the commissioner met with John Morant. So everyone and their uncle has chimed in on this. It's bouncing around the pinball machine of hot takes. So let us discuss the question, how are things at the NBA headquarters in Manhattan right now regarding John Morant? So I've got Penn & Teller, Spaghetti Western, and Hibachi. And we will combine all of these things together And we are going to make a quick draw McGraw is what we're going to make, which I think is what John Moran, he must have loved that, quick draw McGraw back in the day. All right, so number one. Number one. So to answer the question, how are things at the NBA headquarters in New York City regarding John Morant? They are, the word is simmering. That is the word. Simmering is the word. Emotions are bubbling up. Uh, They are bubbling up. It is an open wound. There's a lot of pus. There's a lot of pus bubbling up. And it's really a wonderful story because I'm not involved in it. I don't work for the NBA. I'm not John Morant. I don't know John Morant. I am just sitting on the sidelines as a rubbernecker. And this is a 16-car pileup. And it is as clear as can be. You can see all the uh, the wreck and the crap. Oh, it's just amazing. So you slap... John Morant on the wrist after he grabbed your Funfetti treat and then he goes back to the cookie jar to get another one of those Funfetti cookies. This whole chapter right now that we're in, and it's still a developing story, but it's like Penn & Teller's TV show, Fool Us. Uh, John Morant exposed a lot of powerful people as gullible, as country bumpkins, and nobody... I don't care what your background is, where you're from. It doesn't matter. Nobody likes to be made the fool. And John Morant did just that. He was able to use some skullduggery. 
he followed. There's there's a legend. I love uh, the quotes of this particular person in Hollywood, a guy named W.C. Fields. Uh, my favorite quote all time is from W.C. Fields. This is not my favorite of all time, uh, but he made a film called Never Give a Sucker an Even Break, which is also a quote of his, Never Give a Sucker an Even Break. And so that's where we are in the story right now. Adam Silver has the same level of intelligence despite all his diplomas and all his degrees and all that. He's a ragamuffin. And then you've got Jalen Rose, who the NBA made sure, and Jalen Rose, uh, the, the people of uh, John Morant's camp, made sure Jalen Rose was there for the interview. And Jalen Rose looks like a big dummy. Uh, and all of these other people, we don't even know who these people are, the other experts, the other people that work for the league office, they all signed off on John Morant and his sincerity and, and all this. And uh, he was literally and figuratively trying to avoid smiling while he issued the choreographed apology. We talked about it all the time. Like you could, you'd see he was trying to hold back a smile because he thought this is so ridiculous. They gave him some quackery, uh, some uh, pseudoscience therapy, which they sent him some clinic in Florida. I don't even know if he ever went to the clinic in Florida, but they claimed he had therapy, uh, you know, therapy that is very available, the, the palming therapy. If you ever post something on the Internet, you're not supposed to post. Now, page two here. Why is John Morant such a hot potato? Well, other than the obvious, the guns, other than the obvious is this guy's a heavyweight. He's a heavyweight. Many people are floating their boats on the gravy train, uh, the, the train of water that's going across the lake there, the, the, uh, the boats that are floating in the gravy, millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars are on the line. We're talking big money, big money, big money, big money, and no whammy, you got a whammy. To put this in perspective, now John Morant has a team of people around him and we see many of them in these Instagram videos that he posts online or his friends post online. So what we're talking about here, there's a negotiation because John Morant's salary is about to go up, up, and away. Uh, he, uh, he was making a ton of money anyway, $12.1 million, but now it is set to skyrocket. And I hope you're sitting down and you've taken your meds. Uh, John Morant's going to make $33.5 million Next NBA season under the new agreement between the owners and the players, how much is he willing, not willing, how much is he going to lose? So it really depends on the length of the suspension. We'll get to the length on what we think is going to happen in a minute. But assuming a player loses one, they're going to lose one 145th of their salaries, the math on that, according to the CBA. They said there would be no math. That includes missed exhibition games, regular season games, playoff games, and that's for a suspension of 20 games or less. Anything over 20 games, and it's one one-tenth of their salary you will miss for the same number of games. But, so there, there is a negotiation going on right now, and John Morant, people around him that are writing his coattails are trying to cut the losses here. And Morant's posse is looking to cut a deal. And you don't need me to tell you that. It's just kind of obvious here. You have NBA corporate partners. You have league executives. You have people from all over the spectrum who are exchanging messages, how bad this makes all of the players look, how bad this makes the NBA, 
as a league look because they let this guy back in right away. And it's just like a lot of embarrassment. A lot of, and there should be a lot of embarrassment because they all look like idiots. John Morant played them as a fool, played them like a violin. And so the, the issue is taking the temperature in the room. John Morant is headlining. He's a headline guy in that sport. He's also a guy right now who's in the gun-toting spaghetti western because he went heel. He broke the code of conduct in the NBA, the code of conduct. He also broke the code of the West. When I say spaghetti western, I'm talking about the code of the West there. Now, I try to live by that. We talk about it from time to time. Take pride in your work. Always finish what you start. I'm a big believer in that. I think that's a life well lived. Keep in mind, though, that the code of the West actually includes 10 golden rules. And one of those rules is a violation that John Morant took part in. And that is known as ride for the brand. And that is a big one that John Morant violated. You've got to protect the brand, protect the company. The first people, and I know this, I worked in the advertising business my entire life in radio. We do advertising in broadcasting, podcasting. The first people to run away from a burning building or a burning radio show are the advertisers. Always has been. I believe it will always be that way. And if you're hurting the product, if you're going to hurt the market share, or if they think you're going to hurt the market share, they immediately flip the panic lever, and they don't wait for the dust to settle. They just go for it with gusto. All right, final point. So we had a bunch of prominent, not-so-prominent, talking heads, blowhards, and gas bags who have chimed in on this, including washed-up former NBA player J.J. Redick, the guy that was great for three quarters, couldn't make a big shot to save his life in the fourth quarter. So J.J. Redick, he got on his TV soapbox there, and he brought politics into this. He brought up a politician that supports guns, and he said he didn't understand why this is a big deal and why... Uh, I'm paraphrasing this, but he essentially is like, well, how come politicians are able to support guns, but NBA players can't show their love of guns? And uh, he's not the only one. I'm bringing up J.J. Reddy, but there's other people that have been trying to sugarcoat this thing, and not many, but there are some. They stand out. So why are, here's the question, why are some people, like the aforementioned J.J. Reddick and others, making excuses or downplaying the situation? All right, so the easy answer here is because they're morons, but they're also devotees to the players, right? There's a lot of people in the NBA media that we talk about this all the time. They're lemmings. They genuflect. And, and there's also a, a certain fraternal order. If you're a former player, you're supposed to look out for the current players. And, and so that's, that's part of it also. But you're, you've got guys that are bowing down. And my reaction to that is, like, spoiler alert! All right, it's, this is not open-heart surgery. It, it, it's really open and shut, not open-heart surgery. The NBA, private business. And, and of all the sports leagues, the NBA, more than any of the major sports leagues, hold themselves to a different moral authority. They consider themselves the moral authority on all social issues. In America, by the way, not in China. They don't touch, they don't dare mess with the golden goose in China. But when it comes to the United States, they got hot takes on everything and they want you to, to live a certain way. And if you don't agree with their, their dogma, then they're going to shove it down your throat. And so for them, they really have to do something. John Morant is a player who is an employee. He is subject to league rules. He's a high-paid employee. But if your corporation 
has a no-guns policy and a ethics policy where you have to follow the code of conduct and represent. You're always representing the brand, the NBA. And so you have to abide by those rules, and that's just the way it is. uh, So what's the big deal? Now, what kind of actual punishment is John Morant going to get? So I, I sent some feelers out to people I know, and on my scorecard, I have indefinite suspension to be reviewed after 25 games. And I'll tell you what I'm hearing here. All right, so the, the word is the NBA is going to go indefinite 25 games. Now, this could change, but at this point, that's the way they're leaning. And the reason is the law of the hibachi. The law of the hibachi, as it was explained to me, that Adam Silver is just going to follow the lead of the late David Stern, and the precedent has been set. Gilbert Arenas, one of the famous moments in NBA history, if you are old enough to remember, Gilbert Arenas was a star guard. I would say about the level player that John Morant is. And Gilbert Gilbert Arenas got into a kerfluffle with a teammate named Javarius Crittenden in the Wizards locker room, and they each pulled guns. They went for the guns uh, in the locker room. And Gilbert Arenas, who was a big deal, a very popular player on a mediocre Washington Wizards team, he was suspended indefinitely. Now, that turned out to be a 50-game suspension in total. At the time, David Stern issued a prepared statement saying that the actions of Gilbert Arenas led him to conclude that Arenas is not currently fit to take the court in an NBA game. Can't you see they? Can't you see the the new version of the NBA? Adam Silver and the new people uh, say, "Well, you know, right now John Morant need, he needs to step away." They'll they won't use the language David Stern uses. They'll probably say this is some kind of mental health issue because that's the the Vogue term. And uh, you know, of course, posting videos on Instagram with guns is a mental health issue. I imagine that'll pop up here. Someone will bring that up. But uh, that's aside the point here. All right. But I also like to point out that Crittenden. I did not notice this. Maybe you saw this or not. He was in prison. He actually killed someone. He was guilty of manslaughter. He killed a woman, uh, and he was in jail for like the last decade. He just got out last month. There's a random factoid that I did not know about. But, yeah, he was uh, he was supposed to go to jail for a lot longer, but they worked, worked out a plea deal. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change... 
consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at zin.com. That's zyn.com to start your new journey today with the Zin 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, Smaller here. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Continental Tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. The Coop Dalu. It's being reported now that there are whispers around the NBA that Joel Embiid could demand a trade out of Philadelphia after the firing of Doc Rivers and the expected departure of James Harden. It's also being said that the Knicks are positioning themselves to acquire Embiid. Ben, are you buying these reports? So I am not a believer on this. Joel Embiid would have to rock the boat to get traded. He's coming off an MVP season. He didn't deserve it. It should have been Nikola Jokic, but they gave it to him. And so history will say that he's the MVP forever and ever and ever. But you don't trade an MVP player a year after they won the award unless they commit a felony or they do something about the owner or they attack somebody in the community. The 76ers would have to crawl back into a cave in terms of relevancy if they get rid of Joel Embiid, and they're not going to do that. They'll, they'll hire an, another friendly face like Mike D'Antoni and try to run it back again. But regardless, it's troubling that Joel Embiid seemed so concerned with winning the MVP award, but as far as like the whole winning a title thing, I don't know. It seemed like he was more into winning the MVP than anything else. That was his driving force in Philadelphia, and he won it, and so 
After that, he disappeared in Game 7. Next! Josh Harris, soon to be owner of the Washington Commanders, thinks that the removal of Dan Snyder will change the fortunes of the franchise. Uh, he believes that uh, it will come with Snyder's departure will come with increased attendance, enhanced sponsorship revenue, and even public funding for a new stadium. Ben, do you think he's right? Well, it depends on how, you know, how much ayahuasca you do. Right? I mean, there's always you can get to a world, a dimension. It's like the string theory. There's a dimension out there, sure. It's not likely. Even with Dan Snyder around, the Redskins had a loyal following. People who grew up with John Riggins, the Hogs, Dexter Manley, the zenith of the franchise. And the public funding and the sponsorship did go sideways, but there was support for the, for the team, even when they've been pretty bad. But they got to change the name. That commander's name blows. And the people in D.C., the, the locals do not like the name. They did a survey not that long ago, and almost half of the people said they dislike or hate the commander nickname, so change it. Next! Le'Veon Bell recently said he wants to get in the ring with uh, ex-Bengals linebacker Vontez Burfecht, who he blames for hurting his knee. Burfecht turned down the fight, suggested a charity golf match instead. Uh, Adam Jones said he'd bet $100,000 that Burfecht would beat Bell in a fight. Ben, who do you got? Well, I don't have $100,000 to bet like uh, Adam Jones, but I would, I would take Vontez Burfecht. But it is celebrity boxing, and so it could be a total sham. It could be like professional <laughs> wrestling. But yeah, how do we do, Coop? Pass scissors. That is a win. I won the game. I won the game. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's now time for... Well, hurry, hurry, I can hardly wait. Ask Ben. Twitter! Send us your questions on Twitter now. And it is Ask Ben. Your questions are answers for the rest of the hour. This portion of the show brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. I was in a good mood because... Our friend Mason the Millennial actually watched Marcel in the morning. And, Eddie, I got a shot. I got a shout-out from Marcel. Well, I thought his, you were going on the show. You'd be a guest. Uh, I was unable to make that appearance. He oh. did not invite me on the show. But I did, I did get a shout-out. You did not get mentioned, Eddie. He did not mention your name. He that's, mentioned my that's, name. That's uh, really hurtful. I know. A lot of... A lot of market share went out the window. But let's get to Ask Ben Kubaloop, the reading of the questions, actual questions by actual listeners of the show. And let's get to it. The flag is up. All right. Now, I know that we've done this question before, but it's topical, so I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, Orange and Blue Blood Brett, he said, you guys were talking about watching a movie too many times. What is the movie that you've watched the most? Well, my favorite movie, I, I would say, is the one I've watched the most over the years, Goodfellas. Love the movie Goodfellas. What about you, Eddie? Uh, it's definitely Star Wars. I started watching it when I was in junior but, but, high. But are you talking about the original it. or yeah. just the franchise? The original. The original. Yeah. Oh. All, right. All right. What about you, Roberto? Probably Pope. Pope uh, the Pope? Pope Fiction. Oh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I got you. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. What about you, Kubaloo? That is, uh, that is mine as well. That is definitely the movie I've seen the most times. Okay, what is next here? Is Ask Ben your questions, our answers, as we run things up the old flagpole here and see what 
what we have. Now, I don't think this has been asked during Ask Ben, but I know we've all mentioned this. Uh, Cowboy Killa wants to know, uh, for the whole crew, where did you propose to your wives or fiancé? Uh, yeah, so I proposed uh, downtown L.A., which I think now is a homeless encampment at the Dorothy <laughs> Chandler Pavilion. But at the time, it was really nice. There was a bunch of fountains and things like that, and so it was kind of... It was kind of cool. What about you, Eddie? Right at kickoff of a football game between the Chargers and Broncos on Christmas Eve in huh? Qualcomm Stadium. A stadium which no longer exists. Eddie. Yeah, he tore that thing down. There's a statue hole. that Eddie Garcia proposed in this spot. <laughs> Roberto? On a cruise ship on our way to Cabo San Lucas. See, that's smart because if you're in international waters, it doesn't count. Right? You can change your mind. You'd be like, ah, you know, this is international water. She says, no, I mean, just throw her off the boat. No, Hello. Uh, what about you, Koopa Hoop? Hey, uh, during a poker tournament. Yes, and you you had everyone Very in romantic. on it. Yes, yeah. yes. It all was, the other uh, people there. Fake, fake cards and, and everything. It was all good. Did you keep the fake cards? Are they of course. displayed in your house? And, you yes. Know, all right. What is next here? Stevie Meatballs would like to know. How do you load eating utensils in the dishwasher? Hand it, handles up or handles down? Yeah, so you, you should load them handles down. That way it's easy to get them out of the dishwasher. And the whole point of the dishwasher is to heat things up. It gets so hot in there. It doesn't matter whether they're up or down. It doesn't matter at all. So for a, from a convenience standpoint, you put the utensils face down. That way when you're doing the removal of the utensils, you're, you're ready to go. Eddie? Well, I'll be honest, I never really thought about it, but I'd always do uh, handles the handles down, and now I'm rethinking that. I'm thinking I should do the handles up. So, Yeah, there's I mean, no reason to have the handles. I, I think in my mind it, it was something about how they would clean it better if the handles were up, but that doesn't really make any sense. No, because everything's gonna, it's the heat of the dishwasher that, that sanitizes the dishes and all that. What about you, Roberto? I don't have a dishwasher. Roberto's what, old really? school. No, yeah. He's old school, man. Oh, man, it's life-changing. Fry Daddy will get you a dishwasher. Oh, I know. My parents have a dishwasher. I'm like, tired of this crap already. Do you take your dishes to your parents' I should, yeah. I should. (laughs) (laughs) That's next level. I used to take my laundry to my parents. What about you, Kubaloo? I go handles down, and I I believe, like, the way that my dishwasher is, that's the only way that you can do it because there's little, like, slots to to put them in. And they're not wide enough to... to Put the like the the part that you eat from yeah. down in there. So kind of antiquated. I don't. I don't. I don't it's it's oh, new. It's I, I, really. I mean, yeah. Odd to me. I don't know. I can I can put them upside down, sideways, Same here. whatever. Yeah. All right. Hmm. W- uh, what is next year? It is ask Ben. This is not secondhand information. This is original information. Your questions are answers. You can submit a question using the hashtag Ask Ben on Twitter. If you like this segment, we do it every week at this time, same time, same station. If you don't like it, we only do it once a week, so who the hell cares? All right, what's next? Uh, Dante wants to know, do you remember the first time you used the Internet? Like, I remember using computers for the first time because I my, my, my dad was kind of into them, so he futzed around with computers. but And we had, like, the Oregon Trail when I was in elementary school. Yeah. That was like the big thing, man. Uh, but the actual internet, it would probably be America Online. And I remember the sound it made. But I don't know that I remember the specific day that I got on the internet for the first time. And that's like the archaic internet. That was like chat rooms and stuff like that. You got mail. Yeah. That was like, and you had to wait. You had dial up, and it took forever. And you'd, yeah. you'd get to that final step, and sometimes it wouldn't connect, and it would suck. What about you, Eddie? 
screen. Oh, dang, 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 dang. Yeah. That's kind of the sound it made a little bit. Sure. Maybe not. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember like the first time I was on the internet, but I, I think it was, I was in college in the, in the 90s and they had a computer lab that you could go into and use their computers because we didn't have, you know, computers you could buy it, take, you know, for your personal computer at home. Yeah. So we would go to school and look up, uh, you know, porn. Of course. <laughs> yeah. That's why you're in college. Look at point. What, what about you, Roberto? Yeah, late 90s, man. I remember that for, yeah. for sure. My, my parents. Remember those CDs they used to sell? Yeah, yeah. America AOL Online. CDs, yeah. yeah. Kuva Loop. Yes, uh, I was also, I do remember, it was American Online, and it's actually where the where the uh, the origin of my name comes from. My mom was like, oh, you know, you need a, a screen name, and she came up with a Bronco fan. Oh, so that's what <laughs> oh, mom's sorry. doing. Uh, yep. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I uh, did not know that. You learned something new. Here we go. A quick one, real quick. Anything? Uh, when you heat something up in the microwave, do you open the door before the time runs out? Yes. 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 yes buddy. Yep. You got you know, you don't wait the whole. That was Rob in Minnesota, by the way. Oh, thank you, Rob. I appreciate that, Rob. I try to avoid the microwave, though. My wife hates the microwave. She uh, she cannot stand the microwave. I, I'm not against it, but it's not my favorite. It doesn't taste as good in the microwave. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Hockey, 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 hockey. And let's get you caught up on everything going on in and right over there. Puck the world! With Eddie Garcia. All right, Ben, the conference finals are set. And with our final four teams, you've got two teams that have never won a Stanley Cup before. That would be the Florida Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights. And two teams that have won it each one time, the Carolina Hurricanes and the Dallas Stars. Fun fact... All four teams did not exist in their current form the last time Canada won a Stanley Cup in 1993. The Panthers and Golden Knights weren't in existence, and the Stars were in Minnesota, and the Hurricanes were the Hartford Whalers. That's and a if fun you want fact, someone really. to blame, if you want someone to blame Eddie, all these people for the original six teams that are offended, blame Wayne Gretzky. It's his fault. Okay. Uh, let's see. Eastern Conference Finals, we mentioned Panthers versus the Hurricanes for Florida. Uh, they were the last team to make it into the playoffs out of the East. Number one wildcard team. They beat Boston in seven, beat Toronto in five. A couple of big upsets. It's their second trip to the Conference Finals in their franchise history. The only other time was 1995-96, their third year of existence. For the Hurricanes, they're the Metro Division champs. They beat the Islanders in six and the Devils in five. It's their fifth appearance in the Conference Finals as the Carolina Hurricanes. First time since 2018-19 when they were swept out by Boston. They won the Stanley Cup back in 2006. Fun fact from this series. Another, you're full of fun facts, Eddie. You're we fun have facts, Garcia. Three Stahl brothers playing in this series. Eric oh, that's like and the Mark. Hanson brothers. Yeah, it is. Mar- Eric and Mark for Florida and Jordan. For Carolina, the Stahl Brothers. Uh, Western Conference Finals, you got the Dallas Stars against the Vegas Golden Knights. Stars were the champs of the Central Division. They beat Minnesota in six, Seattle in seven to make it to the Conference Finals. They won their only Stanley Cup back in 1998-99. Brett Hall had his foot in the crease against Buffalo. Golden Knights are the Pacific Division champs this year. They beat Winnipeg in five and Edmonton in six. It is the fourth time in the six years of existence for the Golden Knights. They have made it to a conference finals. And fun fact from this series. Oh, my God, Eddie. I'm overwhelmed with fun facts. Head coach Pete DeBoer for Dallas coached Vegas last year. Oh. And he has now taken four different teams to a conference finals. Devils, Sharks, Vegas, and Dallas. Yes. All right. Now, I do not have any skin in the game in this, but from a pure talk radio standpoint. Talk, 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 talk. The team I would like to see win that would ruffle the most feathers is the Las Vegas Golden Knights with Bruce Cassidy, the old Bruins coach, right? So if they win, 
that will drive people in Boston nuts. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see them win. Just, just, and plus, we have friends in Vegas. That would just annoy the hell out of me. Hmm. So, yeah. All right. Uh, news from the NHL. We talked about this the other day. The Arizona Coyotes plan to build that new arena in Tempe, part of a $2.1 billion entertainment district, was rejected by voters in Tempe. They needed three propositions to pass, and they lost on all three. Now, they're playing at a college rink there at Arizona State. They're going to play there this coming season. They've already said that. They will play there this coming season. But after and that, we do not know na, what's going to happen. Na, we'll see. Na, 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 hey, goodbye. Uh, no, people have put dirt on them in Arizona before, and they've always stuck around. So we we'll see. Houston, we'll see. Salt Lake City, Quebec. Where are we going here? Well, I already talked about this. I think it's going to be know. Houston if they're going to go anywhere. You know, people actually listen and don't hear everything we say. Is I, that I, right? I, yes. I, I was, Roberto told me that. No. I, Sacramento. I didn't know that. Sacramento. Sacramento. No, yeah. Sacramento. How about Medford, Oregon? I don't think so. No? No. They have an arena. The, in Medford, Oregon, they have an arena the size of the one at, in Tempe. Hartford. Yeah. No, no. Bring back the Brass Bonanza, Eddie. Uh, don't Jason be a hater, Smith man. Jason be happy about that. Uh, four groups submitting bids for the Ottawa Senators uh, were put in uh, this week. One of them reportedly as high as a billion dollars, but Ryan Reynolds and his Remington group not a part of the bids to buy the Ottawa Senators. Uh, Edmonton Oilers forward Connor McDavid, Boston Bruins forward David Pasternak, and Florida Panthers forward Matthew Kachuk are your finalists for the Hart Trophy for league MVP. Hey, what could the Blackhawks get for the number one pick? What could they get? What could they get? Yeah. Let's trade it. What if Connor Bedard's a bust? Uh, Yeah, that would be pretty shocking if they were to do that. Pretty shocking. Since they basically taped all their games to get the number one pick. uh, Just bear with me. If Edmonton called them up and said, we have our own Connor. We'll trade you. Would uh, the yeah, Blackhawks they, make that trade? Sure, of course they would. Okay, there you go. So it's possible the Blackhawks would trade Connor yeah. Bedard. Tweet that out, Coop. Eddie Garcia is reporting there is a scenario where Connor Bedard will be traded the number one pick in the NHL yeah. draft. That's, when uh, is the draft? Uh, very unlikely. That's uh, in July. Not till July? Oh, yeah, it's 41 so. days yeah. away from today. 41 days. What is 41 days? I guess I that is know. July. Don't ask me to count. Uh, and finally, Boston Bruins goalie Linus Olmark, New York Islanders netminder Ilya Sorokin, and Winnipeg Jets goalie Connor Hellebuck, all finalists for the Vesna Trophy for Love the name Hellebuck. goaltender of the year. One of my favorite hockey names, Hellebuck. Is that right? It's a solid name. Yeah. It's a fun name to say, Hellebuck. He's American, by the way. It's a good name, though. I don't care where he's from. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. Uh, that's your puck the world report. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at First Listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.